I'm recording a podcast. I'm gonna record a podcast. I'm gonna talk about the things that I like to some people that I like and some people that I don't know, but I like them even though I don't know them. Talking to some people on a podcast. Hello and welcome to the PAL Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Bowers, and this is a show where we talk about ways to support your creative growth. Whether you're a visual artist, a filmmaker, photographer, uh, musician, dancer, actress, DIY, renaissance person, or any human that is in tune with their creative side, this is a show for you. And today is so special and I know people say that all the time but really this is like as special as it gets almost we're celebrating the one year anniversary of POW can I get a whip 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 so sick I'm very proud of myself and I'm very excited Uh, I launched POW on July 9th 2021 uh, via a backyard concert that was celebrating queer musicians and the release of a local badass artist Jenny Kwan's music video directed by our most recent podcast guest Zev Woolley no one at the concert knew it was the POW lunch but I secretly deemed it so I told Zev and a handful of other people at the show um, basically because I wanted to like test it out I was not ready to fully dive in and commit and say this is what I'm doing Um, and the test run went incredibly well let me tell you so I was all in after that and here we are one year later and we've thrown five events we've launched this podcast and this is what like our, our sixth episode or something and we have supported many creative people along the way in pursuing the life of their dreams. So I'm very happy with how far we've come from literally a dream in my mind to actually doing it. And today I want to talk about what's next for PAL. I've had a lot of people asking about when the next PAL event is. And truthfully, I do not know uh, because I've been focused on another special project for PAL, a 12 week virtual program titled the Emotionally Intelligent Creative or the EQ Creative for short. For those of you that don't know, I am a certified EQ, that's shorthand for emotional intelligence, EQ practitioner and assessor. And I have learned firsthand how and secondhand and thirdhand and I've I've learned in a lot of hands how these tools can support my own creative path and support other people in theirs so I designed this class to support creative people like you maybe listening to this uh, in discovering a love for yourself your life and your art so that you can experience success every single day So it'll be focused on discovering your most authentic voice and creating a plan to express that with the world. And this is basically everything that PAL is to me. So I'm really excited about it. It's practicing positivity, embracing your authenticity, and finding love that you can then spread more of into the world through an awesome creative community. So hell freaking yeah it's gonna be so sick um I feel like I am as an individual I'm doing exactly what I'm meant to be doing and what I want to do and what pal 
is here to do and help other people do. Um, Some logistics about the class that I want to share real quick, because if anybody listening to this might benefit from it, I'd love you to join. I'd love you to know a little bit about it. Um, If you're not interested in hearing me talk about this class, you can fast forward and hear me talk about just emotional intelligence and creativity. But if you want to hear that, I'm assuming that you might actually think this class is pretty interesting. The class will meet on Zoom once a week for 12 weeks, starting in August, ending in October. And we will explore how emotional intelligence tools can support our creativity and our well-being. It's going to be a small group of creative individuals of all kinds. So you will get to collaborate and connect with all of them, get inspired by them and help keep each other accountable and just have a good time like being around like-minded, awesome people that are committed to their growth. If you are interested in the program, you can apply at thepalcommunity.com slash EQ creative. Again, that's the, T-H-E, pal, P-A-L, community, not going to spell that one for you, dot com slash E-Q creative. And I'm going to post that on Instagram too. So if you have no idea what I just said or in the, in the show notes as well, um, you will easily find the link to apply. So for the real adventure of the podcast today, let's talk about the actual subject matter of that class, emotional intelligence, AKA EQ and creativity. What do they have to do with one another and how can EQ support us in our creative development, which is why we're all here. So let's dive in head first, feet first, one toe at a time, whatever feels good for you. I'm in the pool. I'm waiting for you. To start, I want to clarify a little bit about what emotional intelligence is. A lot of folks say it's being aware of your emotions and other people's emotions. And yes, that is part of it. Other folks will describe it as being empathetic or compassionate. And yes, that is also part of it. The most simple definition is used by Joshua Friedman, the CEO of the world's largest emotional intelligence nonprofit, Six Seconds. And he says, emotional intelligence is being smarter with feelings. Super simple, super direct to the point, And that really resonates with me. A little bit about emotions. Emotions are messages. They are little bits of information, sometimes big bits of information from you to you about what's important to you. Emotions are like alerts that let us know to pay attention to something. And every emotion has a purpose, despite what we may think. For example, anger tells us that there's something in our way. Joy tells us life is going well. Fear tells us something we care about is at risk. Surprise tells us something new has happened and so on and so forth. When we learn this skill of emotional literacy, a component of emotional intelligence, we can use that as a tool to help us see emotions as valuable and not just inconvenient. I know we would sometimes feel like we'd rather live in a world where we never get depressed and we never feel afraid and we never feel overwhelmed. And those emotions are hard and they are real and they are valid and they also have a purpose and a value. So once we see those emotions as valuable, then we can start making decisions based off of that emotional data and with practice, start living a more intentional, fulfilling life. And that's the process of emotional intelligence and awareness, a decision, a purpose. 
So then what does that have to do with creativity? And the answer is a lot of things, um, but here's a couple key points. The first is that our emotions fuel our creativity. We are inspired artists because we are emotional beings. Whatever you're creating, there's an emotion behind it and probably more than one. It could be channeling some overwhelming pain into a poem or expressing our love through a song or writing a story about characters who are also emotional beings. We take our emotional experiences and then we turn them into art. They are inextricably linked. So that part of it might be common sense. The other part of it that I want to talk about is the emotional relationship to the act of creating. Sometimes we're emotionally fulfilled by our creativity. We lose ourselves in a performance. We have a lot of fun collaborating on a piece of art with our friends. We take pride in something that we worked really, really hard on. And then other times we're challenged by our emotions and it's difficult to create. We compare ourselves to others and we feel too ashamed to share our voice. We're stressed by external expectations of what we need to do next and when we need to do it by and we disconnect from something that we once loved because it just becomes this heartless project with a deadline. Or we tell ourselves that we're worthless because we're not in the mood to create and we've put our whole value into this identity of being an artist. So is any of this sounding like you? Because these are very common struggles that I have experienced myself and that I have witnessed in many other folks in the creative community struggle with too, which is exactly why I created PAL in the first place. And I want to share these specific tools of emotional intelligence because I think that they can boost our creativity and support our relationship to our creativity. So I'm going to focus on three areas in this episode today, and frankly, they all deserve their own episode, and maybe I'll do that at some point. I don't know. The possibilities are endless, um, but we are going to just take a brief look at three things today in the rest of the podcast. The first is success. I know. What does that mean? You tell me. Secondly, the creative process. Love that. Love it. Hate it. And number three, our relationship to ourselves. That one's also pretty spicy. So let's start out with the beast that is success. You've probably heard this sentiment before, but I'm going to drill it back into all of our minds because we need to hear it. We need to hear it like every day. You determine what success is, not somebody else. The second that you start living your life according to what somebody else has deemed successful, you start losing yourself and living somebody else's life, which is never going to make you happy because it's not yours. So let's start out by erasing all our societally generated ideas of what success is, okay? Take a minute, let it go, wash it away. We're shaking our hands. We're taking deep breaths and blowing it out. That's me exhaling societal expectations. All right, now we're going to start from scratch and I'm going to lay this fundamental rule of success. I don't know if I like the word rule, but we're going to roll with it. Success is a feeling. Success is not an award, an item on your to-do list, a certain amount of money, or a certain amount of friends or fans. Success is a feeling. And once we determine what that feeling is, we can start feeling success every day. Every single day. You don't have to wait for it. So no, you don't have to have all your big dreams accomplished in order to be successful. That's 
disrespectful to success as a feeling and as a experience and yourself because you're saying you only deserve success in the moment in which you have accomplished some specific thing. But what about after that moment? Do you feel the same high that you did when you won that award every day after you won it? Will you feel differently after you've accomplished this? Or will you wake up every day with the same mindset that you've always had, which is I'm not enough as I am. And I'm going to reckon it's the latter because you've conditioned yourself to believe that you're not successful. An external reward is never going to heal that which suggests that perhaps success is internal. What if success was a feeling inside me? What would that feel like? What things am I doing when I feel those things that I want to feel? And if I cultivated a life filled with those things and those people, could I maybe call myself successful? Our emotions are there the whole way, reminding us what's important to us. And practicing emotional intelligence can give you access to a successful life if you listen to where those feelings are guiding you. And I'm just going to leave it there. Just that little taste of emotions and success. In the class that we take together, we'll spend a whole week exploring success through our emotions together. So number two, the creative process. Our emotions are present at every step of the creative process. And practicing EQ is going to look like honoring each and every one of them. Because as we all know, it's not a 100% joyous process to create something. We get challenged, stressed, tired, uninspired. The list goes on. We find obstacles. We start over. We lose interest. So many things happen in the creative process. But just because we hit a wall with our projects doesn't mean that we have to hit a wall with our well-being. So when the difficult emotions arise in our process, what would it look like to honor them? If we get angry because something's not working, are we going to push past the anger and keep trying what's not working, thus getting even angrier and even less likely to want to pick up the project again? What are our other options in this scenario? Maybe we take a step back. Maybe we go outside for 10 minutes and regulate our nervous system. Maybe we focus on a different part of the project for a moment, exercise a different muscle. Maybe we try another method. Maybe we call on someone for some advice. It doesn't really matter what you do, but the emotional intelligence piece here is recognizing that when emotions arise, we have options of what to do with them. And we can choose what's most aligned with our values and our purpose and our goals. So let's look at another one that I see coming up a lot. Fear. Everybody's BFF. I'm afraid to release this project. I'm afraid to be myself. I'm afraid to ask for help. I'm afraid to try something new. So when you feel this fear, what are your options? Let's say you put off what you're working on because you're afraid. And then what? Does the avoidance of your fear get you closer to where you want to be? And maybe it does. I don't know what your situation is. This is a hypothetical one. So we're, we're exploring all of it. I know I've seen a lot of people put off the things that they're afraid to pursue and then every day feel unfulfilled because they're not doing what they love and having all sorts of other difficult emotions arising because they're alerting you that you're not doing what you love. You're not being true to yourself. You're not doing what you want. Once again, those emotions being there for a reason. What is there for me to pay attention to? So if you feel that fear and you honored it, It's scary to do something you've never done before. It's scary to be vulnerable. It's scary to express your truest self. It is. It absolutely is. And that's a piece of emotional intelligence is validating the emotions. It's not, I feel fear, so I'm going to make it completely go away. It's like, oh, I feel weird. I feel fear for a very good reason. And I respect myself for that. And I have patience with myself for that. 
But what options do you have? And is there one that feels the best that still moves you toward that life that you want? The good news is that your emotional intelligence practice will still be there after you've moved forward. You've taken the next step. With every step forward, you are supported by your practice. You have the next opportunity to make your most aligned decision. And this particular example leads us into the final point that I want to cover today, which is the relationship that you have with yourself. So let's say that that fear that we're talking about is a fear of judgment, a fear of how you'll be received or perceived by others. And it's related to success, too, the first thing that we looked at, because ultimately other people cannot deem you successful or worthy. It's not up to them. It's up to you. But we are humans and we have these fears. It's inevitable. But what if each emotion that came up was an opportunity for you to get closer to yourself, to build a stronger relationship with yourself? And in doing so, you became more fulfilled by living your bold, authentic truth and less stressed trying to live a life that was not good enough for somebody else. Other people's emotional experiences are not yours. Start with you. If you're making something that brings you joy and pride and you feel success every day creating it, you're good. That can be good enough. Because not everyone's going to like what you create and that's okay because it doesn't have to. It shouldn't. If it's unique to you, it's simply not going to appeal to everybody. I love wearing Vans every day, but, um, you know, my other friends don't. That doesn't mean Vans is doing something wrong because my other friends don't like wearing Vans. It just means Vans aren't for them. But Vans does a really good job, you know, catering to me. I released an album last year called Not One Thing, and despite having less than 1,000 streams on most of the songs on that album, I feel incredibly successful because I made this exact thing that I wanted. I brought my vision to life. I had so much fun making it, and I'm just so proud of it. It doesn't matter to me what happened when I released it. I was proud of it. My foundation was my experience. And it's allowed me to be so free from the stress and worry and fear of how it's going to be received. And the other part of this relationship with yourself is don't sacrifice your well-being for your art. It's not worth it. Nothing is worth that. You are all you have at the end of the day. So what if you were in charge of how you felt? Waking up motivated and energized to live your best creative life, falling asleep, feeling successful and fulfilled. If we're walking around all day trying to throw our emotions away because they're getting in the way of us being successful, we're probably not going to feel successful at the end of the day, ironically. Emotions don't go away just because you tell them to. We are not robots. They need to be validated and felt. So how can we take care of ourselves emotionally throughout the day so that we're not burning out when trying to chase success, especially if it's somebody else's definition. If you haven't gotten that first part down yet, you might be in that boat. It might be on just this cycle of burnout. So these emotions come up and we say we have a choice with what to do with them. And there's no right answer. And if there was, I wouldn't know it. I can't tell you because I'm not you. There is no one way to deal with a certain emotion. They are like fingerprints. Every emotional expression is completely unique to you in that moment. It doesn't even mean that you experience sadness the same way every time. Like your sadness is, is going to be different every time that you feel it. It's a different flavor. Move over Baskin Robbins. We got more than 31 emotions. So no matter what option you choose, you can prioritize a healthy relationship with yourself. That can be a part of your choice. That can be an option. That healthy relationship with yourself is going to support a healthy relationship with your art and then your whole life. 
So if your foundation is solid, you can build anything you want. And it's going to feel a lot better to show up every day and build it. And someday you might show up and realize that you want to build something completely different. And you'll have that foundation to fall back on instead of your whole reality tumbling down. Because us creative people have a tendency to change our minds. Maybe certain emotions are coming up because you're not prioritizing yourself. I don't want you to be afraid to prioritize yourself because it's taking away from your art. Because it's actually doing the exact opposite. Every act of self-love that you take is making your art and your creativity better and stronger. I promise. And if you need it, I give you full permission to prioritize taking care of yourself whenever you feel that you need it. So that's the very short EQ creative starter pack. Success is a feeling you can experience every day. Honor every emotion of the creative process and prioritize your relation to yourself. And I know that that is a lot. So take time integrating whatever you got out of this episode and be patient with yourself because you have plenty of time. And I think we all need to realize that. So take a moment for that to sink in. Take a deep breath in and breathe out. You have plenty of time. Thank you for sticking around with me on this journey through emotional intelligence and creativity today. And if you thought it was interesting, take the EQ creative with me. It's going to be 12 weeks of this episode, but in much smaller bite-sized pieces and with the full support of a kick-ass creative community. Once again, that link to apply is thepalcommunity.com slash EQ creative, or you can DM me at the pal community or the Hannah Bowers with any questions at all. And happy one year anniversary to PAL. Thank you to everyone who's hopped aboard the PAL Express. This has been the coolest year of my life, hands down. And I feel amazing knowing all the ways that PAL has helped you all and in receiving the energy and support that so many people have shown me and PAL. It is very truly just the beginning. So stay awesome. Stay cool, and I look forward to all the good vibes ahead. Take care of yourselves. Peace out.